Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online service. We've been talking about faith. Some people's faith is just in the mind. It doesn't bring about any changes. It doesn't bring about any fruits in their life. And that is useless faith. That is dead faith. But our faith must work for us. Our faith must produce results. Otherwise, uh, it's no point. Okay? But faith is not everything. Because sometimes when we go through problems, and people just say, hey, you need to have faith. You need to have faith. As if faith is the answer. But faith is not everything. You know, the Jesus told the disciples that they have to forgive those who sin against them, offend them seven times a day. Another place, seven times seven. You know, so the disciples say, hey, that's difficult. Increase our faith. And actually Jesus is telling them, yes, you need faith. But faith is not the real problem. What you need is such a little faith. Such small faith. Like a mustard seed. Then the problem can be can be solved. So it's not a faith issue. And then Jesus continued in verse 7 of Luke 17. Luke 17, verse 7. He says, Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now, and sit down to eat. Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. So Jesus continued with this story. So what Jesus is saying, whether you forgive or not forgive, it's not a faith issue, it's an obedient issue. If you know that you are servants, you just obey what the master says. If, if, the, the, if God tells us to forgive seven times, you forgive seven times. Because you are just a servant. A servant don't talk about their right. They don't talk about whether it's fair or not fair. You know, this servant has been working in the field whole day and he came back tired, sweating and so on. But the master didn't say, hey, take a break. The master said, hey, prepare my dinner. After you prepare my dinner, what I've eaten, then you may eat. And when he has done everything, the master didn't even say thank you. But what do we do? We say we are unworthy servants. We are just doing what we are told. So a lot of times, our problem is not a faith issue. It's whether you want to obey. Whether you know you are a servant. 
And whatever the master say, you just obey, you just do. Okay, so faith is not everything. And then secondly, faith is not blind. People say, oh, you know, blind faith. As if, you know, people operate in faith, they have no brain, uh, they, they have no mind to think, they just, they just do, they just go. And if they die, they die. That is blind faith. Faith is not blind. Okay, so Jesus tells us that when we operate in faith, we need wisdom too. In the Luke 14, verse 28 to 30, Luke 14, 28, he says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. You see, to build this tower, oh, it's a faith project. It's good, just like we built this building. But we cannot just be blind. You know, you have to first sit down and estimate the cost. How much it will cost? Do you have the money to build it? If you don't have, is this the right time to start building or should you wait until you accumulate more money than you, you built? And then if you want to build, you need to engage the architect, the electric, uh, M &E, uh, electrical engineer, uh, the civil engineer. But you need uh, all kinds of knowledge to be able to build. So it's not just faith is everything. No. Faith has to add wisdom. It has to add knowledge. It has to add other skill or whatever in order to make it successful. You know, God is the same. When he delivered the nation of Israel out of Egypt through Moses, he know the shortest way is to pass to the Philistine land and it will get them to the, to the promised land, the land of Canaan. But he said, if I lead them in this way, they have never fought a warfare. They will be so afraid, they will run back to Egypt. So God take them via the Red Sea to the wilderness and the environment is bad. There's no water. There's no food. And it takes so much longer. But God take them through that road so that they go through those difficult environments. He can train them he can mold them, he can, he can shake them so that they are ready to inherit the land of Canaan. So can you see, it's not just faith, blind faith and just, just move. But you need wisdom, you need knowledge, you need to know 
what to do in order to be able to be successful in what that faith project is. And then, thirdly, the person who operates in faith is important. Who is that person? What is his relationship, his, his, his walk with God? Because when we operate in faith, we are entering, operate in the spirit realm already. So in the spirit realm, it's who you are that get things done. You know, are you given the position? Are you given the authority to, to do things? There's this story in the book of Acts 19, verse 14 onwards. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, they were doing deliverance, casting out demons. And one day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, Paul I know, I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. So there you are. The evil spirit asked, who are you? You all pricks in faith. You ask us to, to, to come out of this man. You have the faith declaration. But who are you? We know Jesus. We know Paul. But who are you? So, so you see, in the spirit realm, who are you? Do you have the authority? Are you given the authority? So I was... A position I was standing before God is important. If God has assigned us that mission, we have the authority. And uh, our standing before God is important. In James 5, verse 16, James 5, verse 16, he said, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. Prayer of a righteous person. And so, it's so important that our, our, it's not just faith alone. It's not just belief, but our standing before God, our standing in the spirit realm. So the righteous man's prayer is powerful and effective. A righteous person is not a perfect person. Thank God. Otherwise, you know, every one of us will feel that we are not qualified to operate in faith. Romans 1.17 Romans 1.17 For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. A righteousness by faith that comes to us through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank God because of what Jesus has done. Now, we trust in the righteousness of God because we know our self-righteousness is just like filthy rags. It stinks. But we trust in the righteousness of Jesus. 
And so does it mean that, okay, now, since it's the righteousness of Jesus that we believe in, then it doesn't matter what we do. No, I say we're not perfect. When we walk on this journey, we may fall. But we need to repent. We need to come back and continue in faith. So this righteousness is from first to last. No way and nowhere can we say we have arrived. But we just trust in the righteousness of Jesus through faith. And the righteous person walk in faith. But it's still our responsibility to live righteously, to live according to the truth. In Romans 2 verse 4, he said, Do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience? Not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. So you see, grace and the kindness of God is to lead us to repentance. So that we know we're wrong and we change our ways. But if we just couldn't care, we thought, oh, that's the righteousness of Jesus. And we, we, we do not change our attitude, we do not change our behavior, our spirit. We shouldn't contempt against God and will be judged. Okay, so First Peter says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So God hears the prayer of the righteous. So the person who operates in faith is important. He determines how successful his, his faith will be when he operates in it. So a righteous man's prayer is powerful and effective. A righteous person, God hears their, their prayer and their cry. And then, fourthly, we build our life in order for, we build up our life in order for us to be able to operate effectively and productively in faith. Okay, remember, faith is not everything. You know, it has to involve other things. The Bible says, add on to your faith. Let's look at Second uh, Peter. What do we need in order to be able to receive the promises of God besides having faith? Look at 2 Peter 1, verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life to our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through this, He has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. So here God promises He's going to give us everything we need to live the life that we should be living, a godly life. He has given everything, but all the promises that we need in order that we will be victorious in this world against all the vices uh, that, that comes against us. This is his promise. 
But how do we enter into this promise? How are we able to tap into this power, this divine power that God has made available to us? It takes more than faith. You know, people, they didn't receive, they thought, oh, I don't have enough faith. But they didn't look into their own life. Have they been building? What do they lack? Maybe it's not a faith issue. Right? So, the next verse, it tells us, for this very reason, you know, in order that we may receive all these promises, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. To add to your faith. Goodness. To goodness, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection or brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. He said, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we believe in Jesus. That's our faith. When we operate in faith, in order for us to be productive, in order for us to be effective, we have to add on to faith. He said, add on to faith, goodness. This has to do with our heart. This has to do with our motive. Goodness. Our heart is pure. We just want to bring about the blessings of God into the life of people. You know, in the book of Acts, Acts 8, there was this Simon the sorcerer. And he has converted to become a Christian. And when he saw the apostles coming and lay hands on people, people are baptizing the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. He also wanted to operate in faith. He also wanted to be in a ministry. But his heart is not right. And he tells the apostles, I give you money, you give me this power so that I can operate in this faith, in this gift. So the apostle told him, your faith, uh, your, your heart is not right before God. So we have faith, but we need to add on to our faith goodness. Our heart, our motive, our mind, is it right? Is it pure before God? And then, next thing, we need to add on to knowledge. We need the technical skill, the knowledge, in order to do what we need to do, accomplish what we need to do. I told you about that faith project of building that tower. Oh, it takes a lot of knowledge, all kinds of knowledge that we need in order for us to complete the task. So it's not just faith, but you need the knowledge. You know, during this pandemic, a lot of Christians are so foolish because of lack of knowledge. The Word of God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Not because they have knowledge, they have a little bit of knowledge, but because they did not have all the knowledge they need. They did not increase their knowledge. So they come to the wrong conclusion. 
And some people believe if you have the vaccine, then you put on the mark of the beast. <laughs> they don't realize the Antichrist is not here. Where comes the mark of the beast? They think that if you get vaccinated, then your DNA will be altered. People with no knowledge who just listen to hearsay. You see, so we need to add on to our faith knowledge so that we would not perish, so that we would not be foolish. Okay, we add on self-control and perseverance. Self-control. Some people, they are led by the emotion. Is the emotion control them? And they, uh, in the fellowship, some people say something that hurts them. Oh, then they say, I don't want to come anymore. Or some people just accidentally ignore them. Oh, they, they say they don't want me, so I don't want to come. You see, people, a lot of people are led by their emotion. It's not the self that is controlling them, but we have to add on to our faith self-control. And perseverance, we need a character to persevere, not facing the difficulties and then we give up. No, persevere. Holding on. You know, Caleb has to wait 40 years to inherit the promise. And during these 40 years, or well, in fact, when you go in, it's another 45 years. And during this time, he has self-control. He holds on to the promise. He keeps himself in good shape because he knows that if he were to go into the promised land, there are giants there. He need to fight them. He need to be in the best of condition. So Caleb has self-control and perseverance and he entered into the promise of God. So there are people, so many people, they do not have the character to receive what God has promised. And as a result, they, they never enter in. Just like the nation of Israel, the, those who die in, in the wilderness during that 40 years. They don't have the character to go in. And uh, the next thing we add, need to add on to faith is godliness. Our relationship with God, we've got to maintain so that we know His heart, we know His mind, we continue to walk in His ways. And finally, it says brotherly kindness and love. You know, when we operate in faith, many times, it's, it, if it's a big project, it's not operate alone. There are brothers and sisters around us. There's a team. And when a team work together, you know, there will be conflicts, there will be difference of opinions, there will be hurts, there will be quarrel. Sometimes there could be fight. So, it's not just faith. It's more than faith that we need. We need to know how to love, how to accommodate, how to work in a team situation. When we are being disciplined, we, not, we need to know how to take it. Yes, it's difficult. It's, it's hard on us. But yet we hold on because we have love. 
we have brotherly kindness, we have love. So we, 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 we're able to complete the project. This is the greatest challenge, you know, when we operate in faith, is to be united as a team, to continue to, to be united as a team until we complete the project. So this evening, I trust that your eyes are open. I hope you begin to think broader rather than just very spiritual and think, oh, you, you need faith, you need more faith, you need more faith. Faith is not everything. Sometimes faith is just a minor, a small part of the whole thing. What we need is wisdom. To know how to operate, we need the knowledge, understanding, so that we have the wisdom to operate. Our standing before God and in the spirit realm is important. Thank God that He, through the Lord Jesus Christ, has made us to be righteous. And the Bible tells us the prayer of the righteous man is powerful, is effective. And so we thank God that He has given us power and authority as sons and daughters of God, as priests. And let's operate in that position that God has given to us. And then we need to build up our life. He said, you, we need this in increasing measure. We need to continue to grow and grow in our life so that we can receive what God has promised us, all that He has promised us. We need the life, we need the character to be able to tap into God's resources. And I hope we will look into these different areas and examine ourselves and see what exactly do we need to add on to our faith in order God's promises, in order God's calling will be fulfilled. And uh, so that we will know exactly what we are to do when we operate in faith and see that effectiveness and the productiveness that comes as a result of us adding on to our faith. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for your word. We pray that our eyes will be open, that we'll begin to be able to see the areas that we need to build into our life so that we can off, operate effectively in our faith, producing fruits that brings glory and honor to your name. And Father, speak into our life, O oh God, that wisdom come, that knowledge come. Let us know how to be self-control and not allow our emotion to take the better of us. But I pray that we'll know how to discipline ourselves, know your mind, know your ways, O oh God. And Lord, that we will also know how to work with one another 
oh God, continue to do a good work in our life so that we can receive all your promises and to live victoriously, gloriously in your presence. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week.